Time for Rolling. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Endless and Crude Sloth. It's Time for Rolling. Esports episode 99. We are back for a recap episode of Vanglory Esports VPL preseason week number two. It has concluded. It went. Shut up, phone. It went by nice and fast. I'm joined with Crude Sloth. How's it going? And aren't you? Don't you know you're supposed to silence your cell phone by now? I forgot. I forgot. Mistake. This is episode 99. We're about to hit a milestone, and you still got phones going. I, I gotta make sure my uh, email's closed out too, so I don't see that email notification come through. I just there's just so much to do. I need like a checklist on like my whiteboard next to me, so I can make sure I do everything before I hit record. You know? Yeah, we'll have to work on that. It's all right. Maybe by episode 200. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said though, episode 99. We are about to hit that milestone level level 100. Level up. I don't know why I said level. Level just, up. Let's just not talk about it. Um, it's gonna be a good day. VPL this weekend was was awesome. EU it was was predictable question mark, and NA was yeah. definitely pretty was pretty exciting. I would say, yeah, I think that'd be a good way to describe it. So going into the weekend, we obviously did our predictions. We kind of talked about for EU. It was maybe gonna be. I need to turn your mic up. Uh, I I was casting with Maxman and. Boy, Maxman's exciting and very loud. So I had turned my bar down. I forgot to turn it back up. But um, we talked about how it was gonna be like maybe like a queso, a clash, a salty potato show, you know that type of situation. Um, and I, I would say that's about how it played out. Right. Right. <laughs> that's all I got from you. Sorry, I was actually typing something in on the computer real quick. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, I'm focused. I'm here 100% now. All right, so first matchup of day one for um, EU was Queso versus Equinox. Uh, we both picked Queso. That was definitely going to be more of like a, a showing of how Equinox was going to you know, perform. Um, right. You know, it wasn't a very relatively long game at all. EU... I think they said on the desk overall it was like a in a in a may have been like an average of fifteen minutes and EU was even quicker. I don't remember for sure what they said, but the stat was relatively low and like fifteen minutes was an average. And I was like, dang, I never thought five v five would be that quick. We saw some, yeah. a, we saw a lot of three v three matches in way after that. Yeah, I yeah I I remember back. When we first started talking about 5v5, and I thought that they would be the 40-minute matches, but that's all because I was used to a League of Legends. So it's kind of crazy how hard you can snowball mm. with this 5v5. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, we see 13 minutes in clash. They pretty much handled Equinox, you know, 12 to two. They won that first game uh, in clash goes or sorry, Queso clash, same thing. Um, and, and Queso goes ahead and defeats Equinox pretty easily for that first game. Next matchup, we have uh, Clash versus Rising Lotus. That one was a little more yeah. like, ooh, how is this one going to end up? Um, and I don't know. Do you remember, Crude, exactly how exciting it was? 13 minutes in, again, we're about to see Clash beat Rising Lotus. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty quick match. Um, I... Rising Lotus, they do get a win in day two, but I'm kind of surprised with where Rising Lotus has been. I mean, I thought they would be a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Like, get a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they got Keanu Nicole and stuff on that team, some more well-knowns. But I guess when uh, you have Clash and Queso, you're fighting up against and Salty Potatoes, it's kind of it's kind of hard. So Yeah, so um, Tentacion. What's his name again? Tentation? Dude, I don't even know who you're trying to From get Rising Lotus. Way. I didn't know if you oh, had a screenshot um, in front of you. I do not have a screenshot in front of me, but um, I know who you're talking about. Then, in, yeah, he's the... Base. Yeah. I can't pronounce it either. So. All right, well, anyways, whatever how you say his name. He's He played Weapon Power Baptiste both Saturday and Sunday, and Saturday didn't really work. Um, they played against a better team, I would say, with Clash. And uh, he went 0-2, and then on Sunday he plays it again against a worse team, which we'll talk about that later, and yeah, it, it did work just fine. So it's definitely interesting seeing some people still play Weapon Power Baptiste. That kind of was appeared back around Worlds at the end of 2017 from uh, some of the teams out of the SEA region. But, you know, Clash mm-hmm. is looking really good. Not just like, oh, they beat Queso first weekend, they're, they, they're good. Like, they're actually really like playing really well. I'm surprised they're playing this well with Leon being in the captain position. Still. Yeah, and Net, you know? Net's laning, and Disown's pretty good. I'm the Dune, I think, is the is definitely the main carry. He's one that's making a lot of the big plays. But Leon is just so good. Like I've been watching yeah. a lot of his streams. He's obviously been streaming on Twitch. He's been he gets tons of viewers always just because he's really good and he is just I don't know. He's just really mechanically uh gifted he just knows the right plays to make and i think when it comes to synergy and shot calling i think leon like does a really probably good job within that team right um because when he plays on stream he plays captain and like if he needs to and if he's playing with like nomad or playing with other eu people that are more main captains he'll switch and just carry fine as a laner so like still in the future i could see clash running into problems and they've switched some things up yeah but like leon's been playing lorelei a lot playing churn walker you know he's been playing some of these top captains and uh been doing you know pretty good I guess that's the thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, like, I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen Leon switch it up a little bit and maybe try to do some of that carry. Because, I mean, after all, it is the preseason. Like, this doesn't really have any say with the season. It doesn't mean a whole lot, you know? I mean, it's just yeah, kind just... of for teams to get out there and try stuff. So, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, we've seen, you know, like, with the NA side, Tribe, with Max Green and Gabe Bizzle switching. Like, you know, I mean, but like I like I said, they, have, they haven't lost yet. So why switch anything up? But I, I would be kind of curious to see Leon back in that carry position because we know some of those plays that he can make. Yeah, I guess there's no need. Like maybe he obviously, you know, how the type of person he is. So he's probably not going to do anything he doesn't yeah. want to do. So I'm assuming he's 
comfortable in that carry spot and thinks it's the best place for him right now and the best place and best chance for his team to win is him on that carry spot. Sometimes you have to make the best plays. Everything has to be perfect, and maybe he feels like he wants that in his in his hands in order to uh, control that position. So, right. And I think he can just play every hero so well that it's also a good time to have your captain on someone who can play different heroes like that Lorelai who's not a traditional captain but he plays it pretty well he lands those stuns he those are lots a lot of high skill captain play you don't really see Leon a boring Arden like he was playing Trendwalker day two and landing almost every hook and chain like it was stupid yeah so he was he was doing really well with the with the captains there um game three on saturday for eu is wolves versus salty potatoes you know wolves put up a pretty decent fight it was 15 25 18 minute match it was definitely longer uh, than the first two 13 minutes crazy how fast that na or eu has been rolling right now definitely snowball like you said i don't think it's necessarily that eu has just figured out the meta perfectly they just definitely know how to how to win right now (laughs) those top two teams um but Salty played pretty well. They ended up winning. Um, I don't know. Esquire, he's he's been interesting. But, you know, you have Sneaky, Joker. You know, they're just all hero or all players that have been around. And it's just going to be interesting to see if Salty can get better. Because I think that those names will be able to compete more and more with Clash and Queso more as we go on. Right. Yeah, they're they're like a dark horse for that top spot. I mean, they have the potential mm-hmm. for sure. Anything else over EU? I think we picked everyone right besides you switched something up, didn't you? Or no, maybe that was Sunday you switched some things up. Yeah, was, you're going to I can't remember exactly what I picked. But yeah, I think we all we did, we did yeah, on Saturday we picked Queso Clash and Salty for sure. Um <clears throat> so we got all those right clearly. All right, so let's go to NA for Saturday. We'll just do the normal rotation of how the matches were played through. First matchup was Tribe versus Vision. So there are some things we want to talk about in this matchup, especially with just what Tribe's been doing. Um, Tribe, if you are like me and a lot of people aren't, you kind of pay attention to VG Pro. And uh, obviously I talk to other people that I know within the scene. But Tribe's been scrimming, you know, EA, scrimming Ace, definitely taking a look at and paying attention to another region already. We talked to Viziox before, and I talked to him about how, like, you know, when do teams start looking at other regions? And he was like, eh, it's not really something he does, but other people on his on the analyst squad do do that. And uh, it's kind of interesting to see them actually scrimming them now. They The EA people have some EA accounts, and Tribe's been losing, Tribe's been winning. But they definitely are learning things from EA and the EA meta, and they're already adapting it to NA. Like relatively fast, they're already doing some things that EU does or at the EA does, right? Like I saw you would put the tweet out on our account about like how if like EA was gonna do the weapon power Celeste like and or NA and EU would like follow suit and try to make it work, like yeah. <laughs> Which that was more of a joke, just because like right, right. It's kind of funny to see other regions just look to EA, but obviously like if that's the strongest region and what they're doing works, you're obviously gonna implement it. So. Tribe is copying, quote-unquote, what Ace is doing, but they're also obviously making their own spin on it, making it work for themselves. But So the comp we have for Tribe in this first game against Vision, Vision a little different. They had Lulu from uh, Old Gangstars playing instead of PvP. PvP could not play on Saturday. But we saw Tribe, you know, they have Dienzio on Gwyn. We see attention bow coming out of that Gwyn early game for sure. Old school, on the Samuel. I love Joseph on the Crystal Idris. 
So only one weapon for sure. Max Green, another crystal here. This is a very utility heavy um, grace. A Shattered Glass towards the end of the game, 17 minutes, so not super long, but longer than most. Shattered Glass to get a lot, a lot of healing, that scale on the healing for the Divine Intervention, plus just a good amount of defense to stay alive. That's all Max Green does, is make sure he stays alive, make sure he heals up his carry old school, and it's a very, very interesting top lane, and it makes sense, especially for Tribe. Think about it. They have two people yep. that are very, very comfortable on Captain Heroes. Why not play... Two of them, more utility, more tanky, more, you know, assist-type heroes, and play the other three, which are your carries, Dianzia, Old School, Isle of Joseph, or T-Tigers, on carries. And, you know, not force Max Green into a certain position of having to carry. So it's working well. Um, it's working well for now. Like, the what I'm interested to see is when Tribe plays TSM, because essentially what Tribe is doing, like you said, is, like, they have two carries, or two, I'm sorry, two captains. And they have the rest would you know do the do more of the damage. But like if TSM is gonna have four main damage and they don't do that utility, something's gotta give there. You see what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. is is the utility's gonna and especially when you get the better name players, no offense to you know any of the other teams, Vision, Sally or Sally Salamanders, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Nova, Rogue, all of them. You know, not that they're bad, it's just TSM and Tribe are the top two teams right now. So to see those two guys go against each other and see what these strategies and how they work, it'll be interesting. Yeah, but the um, you know, the meta right now for mid lane is like obviously the full on mage, Celeste, Scarf, um, yeah. Samuel. Like we'll talk about Iraqi, but man, Iraqi's been playing Samuel like no other, playing really, really well. Man, I love five v five because now that we have more of a set meta. I get to see all my mages mid lane 24-7 compared to what it was in 3v3. You know, we had such a long weapon power lane phase where it was just weapon powers, no mages at all. Oh, yeah. It is nice to have my crystal back. But um, anyways, back to the original thing with, with Tribe. It worked out really well. Obviously, Vision, not the strongest team. Does this comp even get through if you play TSM and TSM is aware of that draft and TSM bans something out? They have to adapt it, change it a little bit. Obviously, we're looking, we're we're working with a C9 crew here, right? And what did C9 always do in the past? Fox, Fortress, someone else win every yeah. time. They yeah. took a same idea from a draft and just would ad would adjust it if something got banned away. And we may see that coming with Tribe. They're looking at EA. EA is playing meta a little differently. Uh, they're they're playing. They're doing some things uh, slightly different. One thing they may be doing. One thing they may have got from EA is a lot of these times in these matches, I love Joseph spends a lot of time with Dnzo. So let's look at League, right? We look at League and we see bottom lane always has a carry with it. Or no, sorry. Right. Always has a captain. Like that captain type support hero is always in that bottom lane with a carry in League. Uh, the, the 1v1, 1, 2, whatever type meta. So in, in Vainglory, we kind of discussed that early on. How is 5v5 going to shape up? A lot of people are like, you know, the mid lane, you can run both rivers to each side lane. Captain mid or just captain really wherever is most needed. But for the most part, captain does not sit in one lane. That is not what's really happening. Gabe, for sure, does a lot of traveling. But would he probably spend most time in mid lane? Yes. But kind of what's been happening is I Love Joseph pushes a lot with Dnzo, gets that ambient gold a lot with Dnzo, making sure they're sharing gold, uh, you know, quite often. I mean, even though clearly Vision's behind, you look at the jungler for the Vision side, 
gold, you know, 8.5, definitely a lot lower than I Love Joseph, who's a jungler at 12,000. He has the yeah. same amount as gold as old school at 12.5. So, you know, as a jungler, I Love Joseph is sharing a lot and a lot of gold, which is just allowing him to get more items quicker. So, it's definitely an interesting meta. I noticed it because I was like, Man, these last few games, I love Joseph has been pushing with Dienzio. And then, like, they'd push a lane so fast, then both of them would go get some farm together. It, they just never left each other's side. And I, I like that a lot. It's genius because, yeah. don't, I mean, for me personally, me and you don't play much 5v5. We don't have the most time. But, like, when we do play, and sometimes when I play jungle, I feel like half the time I'm just walking and wasting time from camp to camp. So, Hmm. If I love Joseph stays more in the in the bottom side of the map, he gets that side of the jungle. He sometimes rotates up to the top and gets those, but the top healing one as a jungler, he never touches it. There's no point of walking all the way up there. Uh, right. You know, I need to check and definitely make sure his rotations and what they were. It's definitely something I, it'd be interesting to look at. But I I don't see him making full rotations because there was he stayed bottom lane and made sure he could push with the Enzo. And yeah. once once they hang, I'm almost done, crude. I promise. I know I've been talking for an hour. <laughs> once they push like those first two turrets, then Enzo has more room to go to top lane and help and just leave that bottom lane alone. All right, I'm done. That's, sorry. No, it's fine. That's pretty much what I was gonna focus on is like the fact that like yeah, you made all those great points and that they they get to focus that bottom turret then. And when you have D'Enzio and I Love Joseph focusing your bottom turret, they're probably going to get it. I mean, they're pretty, you know, they're well-rounded, well-mechanics, so they're going to take out that bottom turret. You know, and that's the whole point. That's the whole part of the meta is Max Green, just just hold your lane. That's all we need you to do is just hold your lane. If they take that first turret, okay, fine. Like, then we'll start to worry about it. But until mm -hmm. that point, Max, like, you would just see Max Green just sitting up there and just, like, not doing it, like, not moving, just sitting there waiting for the, minions to come to hold the lane mm -hmm. yeah i mean that kind of sucks i don't know how the players feel it'd be interesting to see i've seen people complain about top lane how it's like boring and not really important in the meta currently but like he literally held his lane against the saw because he, he never rotated never did anything besides sit there and make sure that right. when the minions came he would kill them yep and we saw dnzo for instance like we said i love joseph dnzo both a lot of a lot of power. I love Joseph. Uh, Crystal Idris can chunk down turrets like a shotgun plus the auto attacks do a lot of damage. So once they took like a turret or maybe even that second turret, we saw Denzio rotate to top lane. He would port home and go top and help you know help Max push. And it's just like right. you know they they have such a long way in order for Denzio's bottom lane to get into trouble. They would definitely notice when they were about to get in trouble in that bottom lane. But yeah, it's just like they kind of focus on one lane. Let's push this lane out. Let's get it to where we don't have to worry about it. And now we have more to work with. Now we have more we can focus on and don't have to worry about the bottom lane anymore. So it's definitely a really, really yep. smart idea. And Tribe is not just taking comps from EA at all. They're definitely taking more of the NA, probably what EA does and focus on. If maybe that jungler is playing a definitely a, a different role in EA, I think we'll see other people start changing it as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because it doesn't work for everyone. We saw other teams no. try to run this comp. In fact, we saw Slimy Salamanders run the exact same, up and down 100%, the exact same comp the very next game. Yep. And they absolutely yes. destroyed Rogue. 15 to 2. Yeah, so the next game is Vision, or is a Slimy versus Rogue. And yeah, like Crew just said, 15 to 2. 
Slimy played really, really well. And we have Iraqi on um, Samuel. We have Wrecked on the Rome Tony. We have Status on this Jungle Idris. We have Mishi on the, um, the Gwyn. And we have Xenotech playing top lane um, Grace. Let's talk about Xeno real quick. Xeno's obviously back. He took Pico or Yugi's spot. Yugi can't compete anymore. Kind of sucks. He was really, that first weekend, he had a really good showing. It was exciting to watch him. Yeah. But hey, it's Xenotech, so yeah, I'm pumped for that. But Zeno as a person and as a player, do you think he's going to be able to stand playing this meta top lane? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I was worried about that too. I mean, he went 0-1-5, and 5, so it just it pretty much felt like the same thing that kind of Max did is like he didn't do a whole lot like to help out the team. I mean, you see like status going 8-0, Iraqi 5-0. Like they were involved in everything. And it's just kind of like, I mean... If if Zeno's okay with it and just chilling, right? Then I mean, great. But I don't know. I don't know how personality sometimes mesh, and if Zeno's just gonna be like, yeah, I'll just sit there. And but we 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 saw it in Gangstars, right? We saw Zeno be uncomfortable when he tried to do uh, Storm Crown, Tension Bow, Grumpjaw, right, or the Glaives, like, and he's like, you know, I would rather get put on someone I can more, you know carry get kills with and actually have a bigger impact on team fights maybe Zeno's opinions change because now it's 5v5 so there are a lot more clear different roles so maybe he is okay with like you know what early game i am not important but you know these last two minutes this is when it's most crucial for me to hit those holy novas hit my divine interventions and heal up iraqi perfectly or status and make sure he plays that very you know the niche role he has or the very specific role he has and right i mean for me I'd be like, hey, you know what? I can be more relaxed. I'm not the I'm not the person to get kills here. I'm the person to maybe be a tanky frontline, keep my carries alive, and maybe Zeno will like that. But just how I've seen Zeno stream, and he loves to play the heavy carries, loves to make the plays. I don't know if I was Zeno, I'd be like, man, this is boring. I don't know how long I can do this. <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah, I don't. Who else would you put up there? No one. It doesn't matter who goes up there. Whoever goes up there yeah. is gonna have to understand that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. who's gonna? like oh yeah i'll do it but the thing is that i'm worried about is Zeno wasn't really going to compete like i think he may i'm not saying he got talked into it but i'm sure iraqi was like look here's the team we're just having fun let's just do it yeah. and Zeno's probably like all right fine he comes back he takes the spot of yugi um and maybe things change but if the team keeps playing well uh spoiler alerts Who they knows? went on sunday they're three and oh up there with tribe yeah. and tsm like you know, when, when we have orgs start coming back to pick up teams, if Zeno can find a spot on the org that pays well enough, that makes it worth him instead of doing just content creation, Zeno could find his way back into for seriously competing again. Right, exactly. But man, I slept on Slimy Salamanders for sure. I did not expect them to come out and destroy Rogue like they did. Rogue definitely looked a little different. It looked a little more uncomfortable. Their draft was interesting. I don't really like the Sibs Arden. Um, I get that that is the top again. He has a storm crown. He's playing top lane. Uh, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's other people to play in that top position. And then you have Gatsby or Jesus on the Taka as well. And that's more of that tanky Taka, but that kind of got nerfed. You know, we normally see this Taka now go a lot more crystal and he didn't even finish an aftershock. He was just on the storm crown with a lot of defense. So he wasn't really playing much of a role either. Um, so overall it was just, I think a, definitely a, a rough game for rogue and just, um, Iraqi and the, his team was slimy. They ran that EA meta and kind of dominated. 
I believe you've all tweeted out after this game, wasn't it, that he kind of said that he didn't do so well and that he would be back. Could be, yeah. To... I, I missed it. Yeah. And then, well, he tweeted, spoiler alert, after Sunday's game that he's like, I'm just embarrassing myself in mid lane, so I'm just going to keep streaming. And D'Enzio tweeted back at him and said, practice makes perfect. So it sounds like he's kind of down on himself right now. But Oh, yeah. I mean, you go from being the top captain to being – yeah, uh, the fifth best mid laner or the or the twelfth best laner overall. Like, I mean, right. that's probably it's hard. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to leave the position that I'm so mechanically gifted at and one of the best to go to a, like and be put in that un that vulnerable, you know, uncomfortable place of being the carry, being the person who has to get all the kills on your team. Yeah, that would be hard, but it's for the team though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That is interesting, though, for the team, you say. I don't know. I look at that team, and I, I think maybe they just had to pull the players together that they could. But, gosh, putting a team together and thinking that we're going to move Evol is crazy. Yeah. All right, so, yep, Tribe. Wait. Slimy Beat Rogue. Yes, okay, sorry. Yes. So, Slimy Beat Rogue. Um, okay, so let's move over to what? Third game of the day. Third game of the day for Saturday, yes. TSM versus Nova. We were definitely interested in this. I'm sure me and you definitely both probably picked TSM. That last game, I think we actually both picked Rogue. And I remember you saying, like, right? Did you pick Rogue? I don't think you remember. I I don't Remember when we had the conversation about how you wanted me to write them down, and I said, nah. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, I probably should have wrote them down. But, I mean, I'm not going to blame you because I could easily write them down, too, so. Anyways, I know I definitely was like, you know what? Slimy needs to prove themselves. And they definitely did. I think their their game against Rogue was a stomp. Their second game on Sunday wasn't as big of a stomp as it was against Rogue. So um, we'll have to see. Basically, nothing matters until every team plays TSM in Tribe. Right. That's where that's, that's what I'm excited to see with Slimy. Yeah. So the third game, like you said, we see TSM against Nova. I was interested just because we have starting in truth against a really good team. How are they going to react? How are they going to perform? Well, let me tell you, they react and perform by playing on two heroes. I've probably seen them play five times. <laughs> like, uh, granted, Lone Delphi's gone. Eddie all, Eddie where Yao. Where is Lone Delphi at? Uh, I saw Left tweet out, like, literally on Sunday last week that they knew Lone couldn't play this week. So I'm assuming, assuming, uh, assuming, assuming. assuming he had, like, some family stuff or just, you know, stuff he couldn't get okay. out of. So Eddie plays in spot of Lone in the jungle spot. Plays, like, a, a much different Taka instead of the normal Taka. He plays a spell sword and broken breaking point. So he went three and seven. He didn't, like... He got the most kills on the team, but he definitely had the most deaths. But um, starting all over, yeah. played Crystal Lyra with a Storm Banner in the very beginning. And then Truth played a very, very tanky Glaive and could do no damage. And, like, I just felt like they didn't. And they played a Crystal Sky, which isn't seen that much. Yeah, definitely some interesting picks. I would like to talk to uh, Left about this game, but. Yeah, because there's some interesting stuff going on. I mean, on. when you look at TSM, they have Kestrel, Scarf, Blackfeather, Samuel, and yeah. Chernwalker. Like, yeah. I mean, Lyra is good if you're playing. Crystal Lyra is good if you're playing against maybe a, a weak team. But when you're playing against the best team, maybe you try to do like a different draft in order to throw them off. But man, you gave Kaz, Kestrel, Daniel, of course, on his own. Only hero he knows. Just kidding. But uh, Blackfeather. 
uh, hammy. That was strange. Hammy on a Samuel top lane. Like that is not top lane meta at all. So I was like, yeah. dang, Hammy was just like, you know what? They haven't picked up Samuel. So we might as well just pick it up to have them like to not let them have it. Celeste was probably banned. So they literally took away Celeste, Scarf and Samuel from starting. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a big victory. 13 minutes in, 19 to 5, and Nova just couldn't do anything. Like, Nova and looked the same as every other team so far has against TSM. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Saturday for the most part was standard besides Slimy coming out and beating Rogue pretty easily. Which... I knew in the bottom of my heart was going to happen. <laughs> you knew no matter what. Um, yeah. Sunday for EU. Let's make the switch. Everyone change our brains. Back to the EU conversation. First matchup is Queso versus uh, Wolves Esports. And Queso, again, chasing that first place spot. Always will be right behind Clash until they face them again. But this victory was quicker than their Saturday victory. Surprise. Don't know how it Fast. was quicker. but Fast snowball words to describe this game yeah um oh god under 12 minutes question mark like how <laughs> you just yeah, push I... mid lane so fast or push one lane so fast you have a techno jj who was on scarf and hit almost every spitfire with a spell sword or no with a spitfire and a clockwork that's all he got to tyrus or tyrus whatever he didn't do much power toro on a cool down Catherine. that was he did three and oh i mean gosh it was overall it was just a they absolutely destroyed him yeah not much to talk about on this one honestly i mean and and kind of see wolves have a, a pretty decent comp honestly the, the celeste is good they have the tony a grace even though the grace went more uh attention bow more weapon weapon power with a random i don't know what the heck are they going for on that grace it's a head scratcher um but <laughs> yeah overall queso pretty much dominated that game and it was it was nice to see queso assert their dominance and try to make sure that they can uh have an argument for that top top place spot right so here on this next match this is when i'm pretty sure me and you disagreed one of us picked uh equinox one of us picked rising lotus i, I think, think i picked rising lotus I think you picked Equinox because that was when you were trying to prove that they were uh, going to be one of the better teams because we were discussing how we didn't know exactly where they belonged and we figured this was going to be one of the deciding factors. You might be right. I think so, but... um, Oh, you know what? I talked earlier about how Tentacion, Tentation, I love saying his name wrong every time, um... I thought he played the Weapon Power Baptiste on Sunday, but it was uh, Solicitude. He played it, and he went 8-2. And, and then we saw Ta- Tentacion play um, a cooldown Crystal, definitely more Crystal Taka. So, But the Weapon Power Baptiste, either way, Rising Lotus obviously enjoys it, and it worked well in this game. They did play Equinox. Equinox, 17-minute game, 15-13. to 13, Definitely a decent fight, but Rising right. Lotus at the end did handle themselves just fine. Good to see them win. Yeah. I, they needed that. Um, I expect that they'll be able to do that more often. Um, I think that they can be a mid-team, mid-tier team. Uh, I don't know if they're you know they can compete with Queso and Clash, but 
may, maybe salty you know i think they can give salty a run for their money mm-hmm. yeah they, they definitely could but i think for now they'll definitely be above wolves and equinox but uh below the other three so they'll stay in that mid, right. that mid pack range um it's gonna be interesting to see if anything changes at all in eu over the five weeks uh, I, I think NA will definitely be up and down, but I have a feeling EU could be pretty set in stone after the first couple of weeks. But we'll have to see. Uh, the last match was going to be an interesting one. Clash versus Salty. This is going to be a time whether Salty uh, put up or shut up, whatever the saying is. They got to take down the top <laughs> team, and uh, Clash didn't disappoint. 16-minute match, barely. Uh, they definitely... 13-3. I mean, again, they just... Like I mentioned earlier, Leon played Churnwalker, hit so, so many um, hook and chains, whatever they're called. I was in the middle of another thought process. I just realized Leon never finished Fountain in either of these games. I did not know that. Isn't that crazy? First game, fine, because it was 13 minutes. This game, 16, three minutes didn't sound that much difference. But, like... What else did, what else did he finish? He has a Storm Crown on Churnwalker. He has mm-hmm. war treads, the full cams, tier two armor, crucible, and just now working on fountain. So wow. like he, oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. And on Lorelai, he did the same type of thing. How does his team win with no fountain? What? I'm so confused right now. Well, I don't think fountains is crazy as what it used to be yeah 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 i know and i think with the churn walker and how his kit works uh the shared damage and uh he he did a lot in that aspect and the the healing coming from him to keep himself healthy so yeah it's not that mind-blowing but does he get away with it against i wonder what he built against queso that first day i mean i don't know it's just like it's we've talked about it before that that fountain is not used to keep your team alive in the middle of the fight because when you have five people focusing on one person, it doesn't. You could have three fountains. You ain't gonna keep them alive. They're gonna blow you up. So it's more of that. Okay, let's disengage fountain. Try to reengage. Yeah, Leon's definitely interesting. He builds Storm Crown. He's a more aggressive. He always builds War Treads as well. He did finish fountain in this specific game against Queso back in week one, probably their biggest game yet. But he. And and he's building vision, which we haven't seen a lot of captains yeah. do. Leon builds vision, and it's really nice to see him like put some emphasis on that and definitely understand that vision's important. But Leon is honestly one of my favorite captains right now, and I think what he's doing as a captain is going to start setting meta more and more. We talked to Viz about uh, from Tribe about how important vision will become, and I, like captains aren't building it right now, but he definitely thinks people are going to be putting more and more emphasis on it. Is uh, Leon going to become a top tier captain? I think he will be. Yes, I, I, yeah. oh, for sure. I hope he has yeah. his travel things figured out because if he still can't travel and his team is the best, I'll cry. What a disappointment! Yeah. Hello. Sorry, <laughs> I was reading a message. Whoops. Um. Yeah. So Clash wins, and the top three teams besides obviously Rising at the first W. But other than that, every everything in EU is about how it should be, right? Yep. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um. You know, we need to talk though. It is really interesting what? seeing Flash. Uh. Did you see his tweet about you know the EU and how they've been doing? 
like how he's been impressed. Yeah. I think so. I think I remember reading it. So just actually April 21st. So it was just on Saturday. He says, you know, a player is destined to be great when you come to them and say, I think we should be playing more like EU and they actually listen. So like, yeah, yeah. I did read that. Yeah. Like he's realizing what EU has been doing and thinking maybe EU looks so great because clash and Queso is dominating the other teams. The other teams aren't, you know, aren't on the same level as them. That's what we've always kind of discussed. But, um, it's awesome to see Flash take notice of that, to realize that EU is doing a lot of great things. And if NA doesn't start changing and adapting to what EU has been doing, if they would play it right now, I think EU would win. That's what he's kind of saying. So right. uh, it's definitely, I love it. I love the EU greater than NA right now. Like not just because I've never been a big like, oh, e- NA destroys EU every time. I always want EU to be just as good because then it makes for a better story leading into those main competitions. Um, but I think it's fantastic. I really do think KSO and Clash are really good, especially Clash. I think you throw Clash against TSM and Tribe, they may lose, but ooh, it's going to be a pretty sweaty match. Yeah, for sure. But I think TSM and Tribe have some pretty good hands uh, behind the scenes. You have Tribe messing with Ace. You have TSM and Flash really paying close attention to EU the cross play already is being talked about and we're just in the preseason. Yeah. That's what it's like. It's crazy because, you know, I, I guess we've kind of heard people like, Oh, we're not really worried about it. You know, it's, we got a long way until, in, until uh, international play, but yet then like everyone seems like yeah, we're paying attention to these people or we're, we're looking at this zone and you know, I'm like, damn. All right. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. It's going to be, that's going to make worlds fantastic. Cause we're going to have a much more of a story throughout the whole year just because of hopefully everything being more clear of what's happening in other regions. And uh, I feel do like we, that's a big thing. Bangalore is going to focus on this year. Do we have a countdown to world started yet? Or? Not yet. Uh, I'm sure it'll be <laughs> happening. Anyway. All right. So the first matchup for NA, let's switch our brains back. Everyone, let's go back to NA. The first matchup is Hammers versus Vision. This was our, let's see if Hammers is the worst team. Um, We'll have to, you know, see if Vision can perform well against them. And Hammers didn't do terrible. They do lose to the Vision. PvP is back. Dranamai uh, is Girls on Boys. He's no longer allowed to uh, compete underneath that name. Uh, Vainglory felt that Girls on Boys was eh, a little too much of a name. You know, this is a PG stream. No. We gotta, we gotta keep it friendly. Um, but. So that is Girls on Boys. He's playing that playing that top lane meta, which he plays that grace. He tries to play what Tribe did in Slimy. And Hammers just didn't execute it exactly like they were supposed to. Yep, you got to be able to have the uh, players who can do it and execute it and definitely did not work yeah, out that so, way. Starboy, Starboy playing that Gwen, mm-hmm. uh, 0-3. He went with that Sorrow Blade and... No defense. And, uh, <laughs> Breaking point, yeah. Tension bow, no defense. That's what I would, yep. Yeah, so I mean, like like we kind of mentioned, Papa John 6 and 3, he does decent on the Crystal Idris, but this comp, they have no Tony, so they, they replace that with a Churnwalker to fit the comp. And it's just interesting because um, these players are obviously skilled, but they're macro. Do they know exactly what they should be doing when it comes to rotations, how they should be playing this comp? Did Papa John maybe help Starboy out as much as he should have in the bottom lane up against uh, a really strong you know, PvP warrior or um, Neon 
Wait a minute. Wait, ne- what? I'm trying to figure out who the freaking captain was. Neon's build is wild. I never realized that he built his Adagio like straight utility and no yeah. true attack. All right. Well, Neon was bottom lane, I think, against yeah. Starboy. How did Starboy yeah. struggle? That's wild. I guess I don't know. Neon's burn and that Storm Crown was enough just to hold himself down. <laughs> yeah, because Pool is definitely the captain. But PvP and Lightning T, they did a really good job. Crystal or the Crystal uh, Celeste and the Weapon Power Vox. PvP's really, really strong players. I was nice to see him back Sunday. They struggled. I feel like they struggled Saturday without him. But um, Vision wins. Hammers, again. I already said it in many of my write-ups and conversations. It's going to take some time for Hammers to figure things out. Starboy tweeted out as well. I think first, in the very beginning, to be patient. Uh, it'll take some time. So uh, Yeah. I'm I, I'm interested to see how what they can fix and, and if they can get better from where they're at right now because it's not looking good. <laughs> All right, here we go. Game two, my match to watch. My most looking forward to match, Tilt Rehab versus Slimy Salamanders. This was going to prove whether Tilt needed to go one and two, needed uh, Slimy Salamanders to maybe struggle and lose a game against one of a stronger team. And it was a bloodbath once again, kind of like Slimy against Vision. Uh, they've had a lot of sweaty games, and they're at top 3-0 right now. Could it easily be a different kind of outcome? Possibly, but right now they are on top. Yeah. This this match was interesting. There's a lot of things that went wrong for Tilt Rehab once again. Um, a few ghost wing calls that were a little too risky. We see a certain um, uh, type comp come out of them. Crystal Idris is here once again. We see Jasville and Celeste, this top lane grace that has more defense and this shattered glass to heal a lot. Esme, surprisingly, playing a weapon power Adagio. Uh, didn't work out completely in Esme's favor. One and five, did struggle. A lot of assists, though. Put out you know some big verse uh, adjustments. But overall, towards the end of this game, Crude, I don't know. Some of the matches, some of the team fights just were, it was interesting. Well, here's the thing. I felt like at times there that it was someone would get singled out and die, and then someone else would like try to come and you know f- clean up the the kill, and it just never worked out. I feel like it was like a lot of one v one v ones throughout the map. It, it wasn't very much. Yeah, uh, sure. Well, yeah, we'll say that. But it wasn't very team oriented, and you know, like you already said too, as well with the questionable ghost wing calls and. Man, if you're going to get Ghostwing, A, you have to be healthy because if you get it, great. But just like we saw, Slimy Salamanders came in there and killed you all and killed, well, not all of them. I think they killed three or four of them. But uh, that immediately gets rid of your your Ghostwing buff and you die and have to go back to base and you get to, t- you know, it's all this negative stuff. So sure, they got Ghostwing, but how worth it was it? I don't know. I think the one thing that I really took out of that, those fights, was there was. Legit team fights, 5v5, that no one could get aces on. It was just like three members on each side would die, and there would just be like two left. A lot of the times, Iraqi was just left healthy enough to where he could just drifting Dark Mouse and Verdict and get out a lot of splash damage to where Tilt couldn't go in to try to clean up. It was always Xenotech, three and seven. He died a lot because he took so much focus and attention. I felt like that Mishi or Iraqi were able to do a lot of damage. And then 
The opposite. Let's look at Jazzville. He got focused on a lot. He was running away. He was trying to stay alive. But he went 8-5. and five, But there was many times that he got deleted immediately. And then you would see Slimy pick up that team fight because they got Jazzville down right away. Archaic 4-4. Four and four, But if he wasn't touched, he did so much damage on that Crystal Idris. So, again, they won strictly because the last team fight, this is how they won. Tilt won the last team fight. But then Iraqi was a hundred health and there was four members up for tilt i believe still and as they were like fighting iraqi was able to just get off enough uh you know mouse and verdicts to chunk them down chase them in all the way to the base and then they were able to did they have black claw with them i'm trying to play no. through yeah they didn't have black claw all their team just happened to respawn and they're at home just buy teleport boots and they all teleported on top of the yeah. other team and they were there to help like it was simple See, and i I think that's why I kind of gave Slimy Salamander that edge in the beginning before preseason. They have that experience. They have that veteran status where they can make calls like that. I'm not saying that other teams wouldn't have done that, but maybe they didn't think of that. Or maybe, you know, maybe they they call and like, all right, let's back up. We'll regroup. And But I, I think, you know, Iraqi's like, hey, let's hang out here. We got these guys coming up in two seconds, three seconds. They'll buy teleport boots. Come over here. We'll finish this game. It was a great call. Great way to win, win that game. Yeah, they just push mid turn. That was their focus. They push mid lane. Yeah. Both uh, armories are up on the side lane. So it wasn't like they had tons of turrets down. It was 22 minutes in. I really didn't think that was going to be the final push, but I think Iraqi just had enough damage uh, and that tilt was low enough. They had to go home. They had to like heal up and they kept kind of coming out like two by two versus the four or one out. They had to keep running back and forth. So they just allowed. They just allowed, allowed Slimy to just focus the crystal and kill it. So it was definitely right. another match for Tilt where they almost won. They should have won. They barely lost. And it's just rough for them to be 0-3 right now as a team that is good. They've been playing a lot, but they're just they are falling short and they do have some things to straighten out on their on the macro side. And I definitely think they can do it and they will be a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, second matchup for Sunday is Tri versus Rogue. Rogue coming off a tough loss Saturday. Definitely have to change some things up, but they're coming against a Tribe team that is very strong. Uh, definitely, you know, knows what they're trying to do as a team. Um, and we see the comp here for Tribe be similar, but definitely different. We see Max Rain on Grace once again. Um, Dienzio, he's playing Weapon Power Adagio, so I can confirm that Weapon Power Adagio is meta. De definitely works. People are playing it again. Isle of Joseph, wow, let's just play Crystal Idris as much as possible. Old school, again, this Samuel. Samuel, Samuel better than Celeste? I feel like we're playing Iraqi, we're seeing Iraqi play Samuel really well, we're seeing old school play Samuel really well. I don't know, I feel like maybe it's just player preference, but maybe they're trying to get Samuel over Celeste right now. Um, Max was a little different on the grace though. No, this is what's different. What was the call for Tribe to not have Max play the same grace he played on Saturday? He plays a serpent mask, you know, some instead definitely of, defense and more weapon power instead of the so what was Storm it? Crown. Yeah. Storm Crown defense and Shattered Glass. So it's right. a different operation here. They have Gabe Vizzle on Lorelei instead of the Tony. The Tony's going to be banned away here. And again, Flash doesn't always like Lorelai. He says he doesn't see the worth of it compared to other captains. But if Lyra's gone, if Tony's gone, I guess, maybe this stun from Lorelai plus that movement and the slow from her pool is really effective, actually. I saw Louis Vuitton once. He played Saul. Can we get some Fs in chat for Saul? <laughs> but um, 
I was surprised to see him on that saw. But when saw a roadie run and then gaped throughout one of the, you know, like the pool thing, it slows. The roadie run was like canceled. He couldn't even move. I was like, wow, that is OP. Gabe is able to offer a lot of CC. Can't reposition that saw. That's bad news. That is saw's go-to is getting to be able to reposition, fire back up the the minigun. And when you can't do that, that really hurts. No, the bad news is for saw when you you want to be pushing turrets down and you're losing turrets left and right on your side. You can't even get turrets down because you just have, again, Max Green, what do you do? He would just stand still. He would let Louie yeah. push. As soon as the minions came to him, he would just try to clear them, try to stay healthy. Then they would push back. Louie would get his farm. He'd push again. And like... A, that's not going to happen forever because Tribe eventually is going to rotate and put pressure on Louie. Louie then switched lanes with uh, Gatsby or Jesus, and that weapon power Sky went up and Louie went down. And it was just like Rogue was just running around like crazy, trying to like, yeah, trying to break through and trying to get something to work. Yeah, it just it, their comp again was interesting. Evil clearly is just wants to play Celeste. That's all he's played every game he's played Celeste. Um, yeah. He, he definitely obviously got to work on his hero pool. That's He's brand new to mid lane. He shouldn't expect these amazing results immediately. Sibs did play the Crystal um, Kestrel, unfortunately. Got caught out a few times. Definitely a hero you have to play perfectly. But Tribe looked great. Definitely with this comp. It's different than what the, uh, the this set meta that's happening with people playing what EA did or you know what, what they're trying to figure out what works. And they played something different, and it still is working for them. Yep. It worked really well this game. Uh, Twelve and zero. Rogue yeah. didn't even get a kill. Thirteen minutes finished in. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. Interesting draft for sure on the side of um, Rogue. I don't know how interesting it is though, because I mean, I don't know. Do you put this same comp on Tribe side and Tribe makes it work? It's just hard to tell. I'm not right. saying Rogue is that unskilled, but like. Maybe Tribe just has the synergy and the, the no and how to play this ri- the, the rise right now that they can make anything work. Right. Because they have Turnwalker, they have they have Kestrel. Yeah. As far as like Evil, like I think he's just trying to get comfortable with Celeste because he knows it's most meta right now. Like not necessarily that he can't play other heroes. He just wants to like ma- I mean it's preseason. Once again, like how much of this stuff can we take into consideration? You know, like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. It's preseason. That is bottom line. Nothing truly matters, but at the same time, we're going to get a lot of information about what's going to be happening for VPL Season 1 going into it from what happened in this preseason. So uh, it's like we've talked to, you know, other people. It's time to see TSM and Tribe in preseason. It is time for that game. We will be getting that matchup uh, next weekend. So that's going to prove a lot. That's definitely going to prove if what tribe has changed, what tribe has figured out over these last couple of weeks of scrims, if it's enough to beat TSM. Cause again, so far TSM's beat tribe every time. Not now I'm not saying in scrims, but like any of these type competitive plays we've had since January, TSM has been winning. So it'll be interesting to see that matchup mm-hmm. for sure. So is that it? Or we have one more. We have one more, don't we? Nope. Oh, that is it. Sweet. That is it. Tribe beats rogue. So, um comps or uh records overall you want to go through eu's record overall uh yeah i can do that as soon as my computer screen wakes back up because it just went black on me and went to sleep it went to sleep uh oh wait i have it on my phone i lied to you i don't even have it on the computer screen all right so overall scores for europe we got team queso three and one uh wolves they are zero and four the only winless team in europe 
Equinox and Rising Lotus, both one and three. Rising Lotus getting a win this past weekend here. Uh, Clash is your top team, sitting 4-0. They have not lost yet. They are yet to be dethroned. So, And then Salted Potatoes going 3-1. and one. So we got two teams at 3-1, and one, Clash at 4-0, and oh, two teams at 1-3, and three, and then we got Wolves at the bottom at 0-4. Oh yeah, uh, Clash heading at 4-0. and oh, have to be inter- It'll be interesting to see when they play Queso again. That way we'll see Queso's fix some things from that first day uh, victory. Um, NA, let's go over that record real quick. TSM sitting on top with 3-0. and oh, Tribe 3-0. and oh, uh, Salty Salamanders. Salty Salamanders. <laughs> Slimy Salamanders 3-0. and oh. At least you didn't say Salamanders. What did you say? Sally Salamanders. Oh, Sally. The Sally Salamanders. <laughs> the Salamanders wear skirts. <laughs> um, so three teams, three and oh. Then we have three teams at one and two. We have Nova, Rogue, and Vision. And then we have two teams at oh and three with Tilt, Rehab, and Hammers. So it'll be interesting to see if Hammer, when Hammers picks up their first victory, I think Tilt will pick up their first victory next weekend because I'm yeah. assuming they're playing Hammers. Um, so that will be maybe the first win for Tilt, but I'm telling you, don't don't sleep on Tilt. Tilt could easily be two and one, maybe you know, mm-hmm. one two. They, I, yeah, yeah. you know, zero oh and three is is skeptical, but they shouldn't have lost to uh, Nova. Like that was a rough loss, and that that Salamander one was a rough loss as well. Yeah, could have gone either way. Um. Yeah, so next weekend will be interesting. We'll definitely do our prediction episode like normal. A lot of things could be different this week. I don't really want to say anything right now because I'm not 100% for sure what's going to happen scheduling-wise. But our 100th episode is Thursday, so hopefully 100. We're going to be able to do something special, maybe bring on some special people. We do have a lot of interviews and discussion, but that doesn't mean we're going to be able to get them done (laughs) right now. uh, Creed and I knew we had time to at least talk about what happened this weekend. It is Sunday for us. It is a beautiful day. Uh, I hope wherever else it is, it's starting to get nicer. I know we have people across the whole world listening to us, but here in good old uh, North America, where Creed and I are located, it's been cold for a while, and we're ready for nice weather. So, yeah, I got spring the, was like spring feels like it was like four weeks ago. I know, it's still like winter's here. <laughs> it's been nice to it was nice to watch some Bangalore today. It was nice had some windows open. I heard people mowing. That was interesting. I was like, whoa, I haven't heard that <laughs> sound in a while. Um, but no, it was a good recap episode. Preseason weekend number two was crazy. Uh, production was nice. Um, a new lady on stream. I guess they yeah. just are going with uh, just. Just whoever's hey. available. Yeah, whoever's available. Like, let's get the next hey, Twitch host. Uh, SEMC, I am available next weekend. So, just letting you know. I don't think you could handle Twitch chat. <laughs> I could handle. Um, but she did great. Uh, she did as well as someone who's never known Bangor in her life. She literally tweeted out <laughs> that she was going to Vegas for 24 hours or like 48 hours to host a stream. So, I literally think she got flown out to Vegas just for this weekend. So I don't know who's going to be there next weekend. Maybe next weekend is the time Munchables comes back. It's going to be crude. <laughs> um, I haven't I haven't told you that yet. I won't oh, be available to recap next Sunday okay. until I get back. He's so, lying. He's lying. Chat don't or uh, or listen. Chat. I, 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 didn't, chat going? I didn't mean Can to I get an Omega lol in the chat, please. <laughs> I'm not streaming right now. Shut up. Um, but yeah, other than that, production was a little better. Fixed a few things. Like I like they said, everything's going to be changing every single week. So it's awesome. Other than that, I think 
weekend number two was good. I think that wraps up our prediction episode, right? Is that all we normally do? Our, our recap episode, that's all we do on our recap? Yeah, GG, well played. GG, well played. Omega, lol, poggers. Um, I think episode 100 coming Thursday. Maybe if everything does happen perfectly, that episode 100 could be like a long episode with different voices on it. Now, that would be ideal. Whether it happens, mm-hmm. I don't know. Crude may be there. Crude may not be there. I may be there. I may not be there. JK, I have to be there. Um, but if everyone can record that we want and all on different days, we may just throw different interviews together and just talk to everyone about how VPL has been going so far. But other than that, let's end this episode 99 and the recap episode. I hope everyone's been enjoying uh, us getting back to the recap prediction. Uh, we love the vainglorious listeners for uh, sticking it out with us for another 2018 season. I'm excited. I am too, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Cheers. Talk to you later. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling. Rolling.